Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome. Hey, I'm going to pick it up where we left off the other day in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We were talking about how we're ambassadors for Christ. It talks about that in verse 20. But I want to go back to verse 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. And he says, well, let's start at 14. For the love of Christ. Because love, love covers a multitude of sins. And love conquers all. And, and, and the love of God is just amazing. So it says, for the love of Christ compels us. See, that's what should compel us. The scripture says, for we, we love him because he first loved us. So that's what compels us. Because we judged us that if one died, referring to Jesus, one died for all, then all died. And I'm going to stop right there. He says, you die because you're a new creation. Old things are past. All things become new. And Jesus said this. I'm just going to pause for a second. Jesus says, if anyone wants to find his life, he must first lose his life. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So we died with, with Christ Jesus, but we also rise again with him. So, and he's saying now, then we all, let's, is reading it. If one died for all, then all died. Verse 15. And if one died for all, that those who live, look, should no longer live for themselves. He said, okay, now don't you guys, because Jesus died for you, don't you just live for yourself. Me, 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 me. I, 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 I. He said, no, but live for him who died for them and rose again. So he said, live for Jesus now. And that's where he goes to say, now you're ambassadors for Christ. And again, Scripture said in Ephesians, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. You got to start growing up and thinking like Christ Jesus, who is the head of the body, which is the church, not a building, but us, the saints. You got to start thinking like that every day. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. We got to be single-minded, not double-minded, single-minded. You got to be sold out for the kingdom, and you got to get an understanding that this is where you are now. You've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness, which Satan controls, into the kingdom of light, which Jesus controls. He's the king of that kingdom. Remember, unto us a child is given, a government is forming on that gov- upon his shoulders. That government sh- should stand forever. That's the kingdom of God, the kingdom from heaven. And we got to act like Jesus now. That's in our relationships. I tell people all the time, God says, endeavor to keep the unity. God that's why we call him Abba Father. We refer to as each other, especially in the black church. We'll, we'll refer to you as brother and sister in Christ. Well, that's what the Bible says. And again, faith comes by hearing, and that helps keep the unity. If I see you as my brother in Christ, I'm not going to want to do evil to you. I'm, and the Bible tells us to endeavor to keep the unity. The Bible teaches us if all have to do with you, live peaceably with all people. God's into preserving relationships. That's why he say if you got something against your brother, you go to him 
and ask for forgiveness or you extend forgiveness and, and don't trade evil for evil because it's, it's relationship relational in the kingdom of God. Again, Abba father, Jesus is our really our elder brother. This is my beloved son whom I'm well pleased and we're children of God. He's our Lord and savior and he's our great high priest, but he's also our elder brother and God wants us to be ambassadors for Christ, for his kingdom representatives. And we have to, get an understanding or a revelation of what that means. So he told us in verse 15, and he died for all, all that received him as Lord and Savior, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again. We should be living for Christ Jesus. And here's how we can do that, by living by the word of God. And looking, and, and as we study the word of God, you got the Holy Spirit in you, which you got a new spirit when you get born again. That's why it's holy. And he's going to, show you and bring to your remembrance all things as you study the scriptures. He's going to give you some illumination. He's going to reveal some deep things to you. And he's going to remind you of how Jesus walked when he walked the earth in his ministry. And all we're supposed to do is be examples of that. Scripture says, be followers of Christ Jesus, walk in his footsteps. That's all we got to do is do it. It's really simple, Richard. We just make it hard because we constantly desire to be conformed to this world instead of being transformed by the renewing of our mind, it's really easy to walk in love. Because love is really love is really more powerful than hate. It is. That's what Scripture says, the fruit of the Spirit. The first one he talked about was love. <laughs> That's the fruit of the Spirit. That's what should come out this new Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit over in Galatians. What's that, Galatians 5? He talked about the fruit of, fruit of the Spirit. And we're going to mosey on over there because... That's what gets cultivated out of this new spirit that you have. So love, in, I mean, hatred and strife and all that stuff should not be in, in the ambassador, in the new creation. Well, you look at what he says there. There, All of this is from God, and we talked about this the other day. All of this is from God. So when you talk about being a new creation, it's from God. When you talk about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all those fruits of the spirit— you're talking about all this comes from God. It doesn't come from within us. It doesn't come from our own sinful nature. It doesn't come from our own human nature. It is not part of our human nature to want to pray for those that despitefully use you. It is not part of our human nature to want to love our enemies. But the but ability a, to do that comes from the spirit alive in us. Well, it, it's in our new nature now, the new spirit. And again, that's why your mind's got to catch up with your new spirit. Your mind's got to be renewed because your mind retains the memory of all that old stuff. That's why you got, he well, said, and, and it's so easy to fall back into it. Right, because the mind actually, your spirit is designed to lead your mind, and your mind is designed to lead your body. Jesus said it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh or the mind profits nothing unless it's a renewed mind. So... Once the mind is renewed to the spirit, and Jesus said the words that I speak are spirit. So once your mind is renewed to the spirit and this new nature you have, okay, let, let, be led by that. That's why the scripture says, have the mind of Christ. If you got the mind of Christ, yeah, you're thinking like Christ. Because he did, his mind was the ultimate of renewal. <laughs> his, he had the mind of God. So now he's telling us, I tell people all the time, you get a new spirit, but you don't get a new mind. You got to reprogram that mind with the truth of right, God's word. It has word. to be renewed. It's got to be re reprogrammed. The implication there is that the old mind was no good. The old no, mind what? was wrong. Well, well it's, been, it's been demonically programmed. That's why you say don't be conformed to this world. This world system is the system that Satan runs. Remember, we're in this world, but not of this world. We're in the kingdom. 
And we, we, but we're ambassadors on the earth, but we're from the kingdom. So now we have to think like kingdom folk. You got to act like kingdom folk. You got to talk like kingdom folk. Kingdom folk don't go around speaking negatively about their circumstances or their situations. And you better not speak in neg better not be speaking negatively about the kingdom. Because it's all positive. It's all good there. It's the government of heaven where everybody desires to spend eternity at. Right. So right. if it was so bad, why are you trying to get there? And I don't know why that just reminded me of one of the ladies in our church passed away last week. And on church on Sunday, somebody said, oh, it's so sad that she's not in church. And I said, you know oh, what? Wow. <laughs> she's in the big church. Right, right, right. <laughs> she, yeah, she's not she's here. In the, she's, she's in a permanent church where, right, they're, right, right. where they're always worshiping God. Mm -hmm. So here it is, back to walking in the spirit. We get a new spirit. Then he tells you to start uh, cultivating that new spirit. Start renewing your mind to this and, and walking in the spirit because this is you're not being getting, given the spirit of the world. You've been given this new spirit, which is from heaven. It's been redeemed. You got the same spirit in you that raised Christ from the dead, and that's a glorious one. So he says in Galatians 5, uh, 16, I say then, walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit means live in the spirit. And one way you can live in the spirit is living by the word of God. Yeah. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh is an unrenewed mind. Well, see, the Holy Spirit will never lead you into sin. Right. Never, ever lead you into sin. Which equates to the word of God. It'll never lead you into sin. If right. you're studying it, if you're feeding on it, it ain't going to never lead you there. It'll lead you into all righteousness and truth. So he says again, walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh or the desires of that old sin nature or of that old mindset that has been demonically programmed by the world system with Satan rules. Look at verse 17. For the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another that you don't do the things you wish. Yeah, because your, your mind, that old unrenewed mind, it, it wants to keep doing what it's been programmed to do. That new spirit saying, no, I want to do the word. Feed me some word. Feed me some word. So which one you get to make the choice? Which one you going to feed? So what, whichever one you feed the most is what's going to dominate. And you're always going to move in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. So if you're thinking on the word and feeding on the word, you're going to move that direction. If you're feeding on the old programming, you're going to go in that direction. That's why he says, uh-uh, be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But look what he says in verse 18. But if you are led by the spirit, remember, Jesus said, the words that I speak are your spirit. <laughs> the word of God is spirit. So he said, if you're led by the spirit, you are not under the law. And I'm going to call that the law of sin and death. 19. For the works of the flesh are evident. He said, here's the works of an unrenewed mind. They're evident. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sultry, hatred. Look at hatred. That's a work of the flesh. When you, I hate them. Well, especially with Christians saying that. Oh, I hate the president. Well, that's a, it's a work of the flesh. Talk to God about it. Contentious, jealousies. You're jealous of somebody else, what they got. That's a work of the flesh. And when people say that, I know their mind is not renewed to the truth. Yeah, they go to church, but they ain't renewed. Outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, always thinking about me, me, me. What can I get out of this? Uh, heresies, envy, murderous, drunkenness, rivalries, and the like. And the like mean, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He said, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in past, past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Notice he didn't say won't go to heaven. He said they won't inherit the kingdom of God lifestyle. 
you won't get the benefits of being saved. You won't get the benefits of being in the family of God because you keep practicing this. You can't be, you, you got to be hot or cold. You can't be lukewarm. You can't keep practicing old sin nature stuff and, and, and trying to get kingdom stuff. It, it ain't going to jive. It's like water and oil. He said, you got to be one way. You got to be sold out for the kingdom. So a lot of people say, you know, you ain't going to heaven. No, he said, you want to uh, inherit the kingdom of God. But look, but the verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Well, it says in first John, God is love. That's the fruit of the spirit. Love. Look, joy. A Christian should always be joyful. Scripture says, count it all joy. He said, I send you out this with joy. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it. Right. You should always have joy. Peace. That's that shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there's no law. Look, and those who are Christ, uh-oh, have crucified the flesh. Remember what he just told us? If we died with him, we should live for him. He just said, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh. That's that old sin nature, that old unrenewed mind. With his passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So he said, walk by the word of God every day. That's why Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. You got to let this word become the dominant force in your life. Because the word comes with power. It does. The Bible says it don't return void. It accomplishes what it says. And God watches over it. In, the, in Thessalonians, it says the word of God works effectively in those who believe. So it's our a benefit to, to do the word and not just hear it because you're going to get the benefits of a kingdom of God lifestyle once you do it. Remember, bless those that persecute you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Don't trade, forgive and you shall be forgiven. Don't trade evil for good, but overcome. Uh, don't trade uh, good for evil, but overcome evil with good. That's how kingdom-minded folk live. That's how Jesus lived. Remember, Father, forget them. They know not what they do. And they was crucifying them. But... That's our example. So now, this is where the rubber beats the road. Every day, you're going to have an opportunity to be a doer or a hearer of this. And when you're a doer of it, you're acting as an ambassador. You're inheriting the kingdom of God. And you're getting all the benefits of a child of the Most High God. And you'll hear that, this is my beloved child in whom I'm well pleased. You'll hear that, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what we want to hear. And Paul talked about it, you know, in Romans, you know, yeah, we're going to, the things I want to do, I don't seem to do them. But he's like, you know what? I found out that sin is still trying to work in me. He said, but I got, he told us in Galatians, I crucify my flesh daily. And he made a declaration because death and life is in the power of tongue. He says, I've been crucified with Christ Jesus. The life that I live in the flesh, I now live by faith in the son of man who loved me and gave himself for me. You might have to declare that every day. The life I live in this flesh, in this earthy, earthen vessel, I now live by faith in the Son of Man, Jesus, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's powerful right there. And you may have to do that daily. You may have to do that hourly. Yeah, hour, minutely. You may have to, yeah, you may have to put your old self to death every day. Right. Every hour, every mm -hmm. minute when it wants to rise up. You know, we were talking here yesterday about Galatians, or 2 Corinthians chapter 5, when you, verse 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus had no sin. None at all. And when you read that, when you hear that, he made, he made him who had no sin to be sin for us. He's talking about Jesus, clearly. He had absolutely no sin whatsoever. 
God put our sin on him. And put his righteousness on us. And that's the Ooh, way it works. I mean, it's that's the, good news. It's the sweetest deal that anybody ever heard of. I'll take it. I know. You, you, don't get no better than that. Yeah. God says to us, you give me all that, all that sin, and I will give you, you his righteousness. righteousness. And, and I'll make he, you an heir with me and a joint heir with Christ. And he who had no sin was made sin for us. Our sin was put on him. So that we might have his righteousness. So we might be the righteousness of God. When you hear that, we might be the righteousness of God. We've been made right with God. We are righteous because of what God has. And this goes back to that verse earlier where he says, all this is from God. All this that has happened. The fact that you're a new creation. The fact that you're now an ambassador for God. The fact that he now makes his appeal through us. The fact that we are now the righteousness of God, all of this has come from God. He is the one who set it in motion. It was his plan, and it has been his plan. He is the one who's seeing it through, and that we are now the righteousness of God. That when God looks at us, he sees Jesus' righteousness. I almost see this like a coat. I tell people, it's but almost it like says, a coat. We have a robe was, of righteousness a on. A coat was put on us. And when God sees us, he doesn't see us in our sin. He doesn't see us and our unrighteousness. He sees the righteousness of Christ. And he says we're dressed in a robe of righteousness. Right. That and robe came are, from Jesus. So our position before well, God is, is that we're absolutely perfect. Now, your friends and your family and your neighbors might look at you and see the imperfection in you. You might look in the mirror and see it in yourself. But when God looks at us, he sees Christ's righteousness. He sees us as perfect. And I know for some people that's hard to believe because it's like, man, how could he be so blind? How could he not see it? It's because he sees the righteousness of Jesus in us. We need to begin to look at each other and see each other through God's eyes. We need to look at each other and not realize that we're enemies, not realize that that there's somebody we need to be worried about or concerned about or or dislike or hate or whatever, but that we are the children of God and we need to start seeing people with the same love, the same mercy, the same compassion that God sees people and not to be worrying about what our differences are with them, not to be worried about how we don't like them or what we see differently. I know Christians, they split up and don't worship together for the dumbest stuff. I mean, some of it is just completely carnal, like colors of carpet and colors of paint. Some of it might colors have Colors of skin. Some, colors of skin. Some of it might have some little spiritual basis. You know, we can't, we can't worship with you because you believe the earth is old. Well, I can't worship with you because I believe the earth is young. Oh, I can't worship with you because I believe you, you got to speak in tongues at the service. Oh, I can't worship you because I don't. I mean, we split up over things like ties. You know, people thinking that you should wear one. Some people thinking you don't. I mean, we, we, we split up over stuff that makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. Christ, God looks at us. He sees Christ's righteousness. We need to start to look at each other with different eyes. Amen. Don't be looking at each other with where do we differ or why are we different or look at each other with the same mercy and grace and compassion that God sees us.
Well, you said something earlier that led me to this uh, scripture. I'm, I'm going to, I'm in Colossians. I'm going to read Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 first. It says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of, the, of God. Set your mind on things above and not on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now I'm going to bounce over to Colossians chapter 2. I'm going to pick it up at verse 6. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. That's why I was talking about spiritual maturity. Rooted and built up in him, established in the faith. Established means, you know, I'm immovable. I, this is an established business. We ain't going nowhere. We've been around for years. So that's what he's saying. Be established in the faith as you have been taught. That's why it's good to be in a good Bible-based ministry. Abounding in it with thanksgiving. And he gives you a warning in verse 8. Beware, lest anyone cheat you. There's a lot of ministries out here that are cheating people. Through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the traditions of men. Uh-oh, that's that excommunication we talked about the other day. Well, according to, weird yeah, you're right. Men. According to the traditions of men, like you say, uh, the color of the carpet, the tie you <laughs> According to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of this world. Oh, that's the same world he tells you don't be conformed to, but be transformed by the new in your mind? Yeah, that one. And, are not, and not according to Christ. For in him, Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him, Christ, who is the head of all principality and power. See, you're complete in Christ. And you have to know that. I, I'm complete. And the scripture says, you know, he, he made us perfect. That's why I jumped on this because... There's another scripture I referenced the other day at service that says we're perfect in him. We're, we're complete in Christ. Complete, there's an opposite of complete. It's called incomplete. So as long as I'm in Christ and I got that robe of righteousness on, I, I'm complete. Remember? Who's that? Isaac gave Joseph that coat of many colors. He was just wearing his coat. And I tell people, I'm wearing my coat, man. That coat of righteousness. I make sure before I go out the door, I got it on. I even wear it in the house. That code of righteousness, because that, that's the position I'm in. I'm in a position of righteousness. I'm in right standing with God. That's what the scripture means when it says you've been justified. I've been declared righteous because of the redemptive works of Jesus at Calvary. Everything was accomplished at Calvary, and, and I just put on the code. Job's done. It's a done deal. I'm complete in Christ, who's the head. He didn't say he was the tail. He's the head, of, and the head leads. <laughs> He's the head of all prince of power of power. I mean, ain't, ain't nothing above Jesus. The scripture says God's given him the name that's above every name on heaven, in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And, and, we, and we get to represent that name because we're ambassadors for Christ. That's, that's who we represent. That's why demons tremble at the name of Jesus. And we have the authority to use the name and, and plead the blood. And again, we have to grow up in that knowledge. Again, once you do, your fate will be on fire. You'll be... A star for God. You'll be the you are the head and not the tail. You'll just you'll just have that mind of Christ. You'll so walk in him, rooted and grounded up, built up in the faith. That's where God wants you at. And again, our desire is to encourage people to to be all who God purposed and preordained and predestined you to be. And right. that's we, the image we, of Jesus. 
it is one of the saddest facts that you're ever going to see in here is how far below we live from where God wants us to live. He doesn't want us to live in our sin. He doesn't want us to continue on just doing the same things. When people here set free from sin, I think they think that's sometime in the future, that my sins won't be held against me and that some point I'll be set free from my sin. He wants to set you free from your sin today. God doesn't want you to just continue on the way you've been continuing on. That's why you're a new creation. If you don't, if you can continue on the way you're going to continue on, you don't need to be a new creation. We're a new creation. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want us to continue on the way we were. So when people say, well, I've always had a bad temper, you don't have to keep it. That's not what God wants you. I've always, you know, alcoholism runs in our family doesn't have to it don't run it in a new one it doesn't have right it doesn't have to continue <laughs> to lying and deceit all those things you know that's just kind of how i am it doesn't have to be you are a new creation so yeah maybe that's who you were maybe that's what you used to do but you don't have to continue to do it because you are now a new creation and we forget that we forget that god has made us new that that we don't have to live where we were. We don't have to live and be who we were, but now we're a brand new creation in him. And so we once again live far below where he wants us to live. He doesn't want us to live in our anger. He doesn't want us to live in our lying. He doesn't want to live us to live in our gossip. That's not where he wants us to live. If you had a son or a daughter and they were, they were living hand to mouth and, homeless and you had the ability to help them you would want them to not live there it's like wait a minute you're my son you're my daughter you don't need to live there i'll help you out of there and yet there's a lot of christians who live way below where god wants them to live and act almost as if they have to that there's no other choice that you know i've always had a bad temper again as if there's there's no choice I, I've had one. I'll always have one. There's nothing can be done about it. And there's nothing farther from the truth because you're a brand new creation that you don't have to live like you've been living. Amen. That's good preaching. Because anybody received Christ as a new creation. Brand old new. things have passed. The, you're, you're not your All old things self. become new. And again, your job is to believe, receive that, and, and walk in that like we just read. As you receive Christ, walk in him, build up, grounded, rooted in the faith. Well, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.